0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, our special guest is public health officer, Dr. Scott Harris. Also, the V Team takes a look at a damning report about abuse in Alabama's prisons. And is there a plan to open schools safely?
1: Aren't you forgetting something?
0: Nah, just a crapshoot. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues, so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and I'm joined today by Susan Britt, my constant companion. Just us today, yeah, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Yes, you know we song can, says, right? Right. Um, Susan, you know, we uh, this past week, the Department of Justice released another disturbing report mm-hmm. on Alabama's prisons, in which they said that. Uh, the uh, officers at the prison, some of them were using excessive force. That's an understatement. Excessive force that the Department of Justice believes violates the Eighth Amendment, which is the amendment that says uh, that you know we do not inflict cruel and unusual mm-hmm. punishment on uh, prisoners. Uh, this is, they said it's a systematic problem They also said that there is systematic uh, Mm cover-ups. They're under-reporting these events. Mm -hmm. They are not reporting these events. Mm -hmm. And there are just some horrific allegations in these reports.
1: We've been watching, as Eddie Burkhalter, one of the reporters for APR, has been following a lot of this violence that's been going on. And some of these stories are just awful. Uh, There's one where a gentleman was... A prisoner was in the infirmary and uh, the, the the prison guard was beating him and telling him, his, my name is Death. What is my name? Tell me my name. Witnessed by a bunch of nurses. Yeah. Another instance where a, a, an inmate fell out of bed, right, right, but right. he ended up with multiple contusions, black eyes right. and a broken nose. Uh, and and a lot of the ones that we've been watching, and, and one of the ones that was most terrific to me was there was quote a mob of correction officers that were beating on this one man a sergeant tried to get involved and break it up. They sprayed him with pepper spray, pushed him out of the way so they can continue to kick this guy and beat him with batons. I mean, this this is just awful stuff. And the thing is,
0: for years, uh, actually for decades, maybe centuries, Alabama has been a lock them up and throw away the key mm-hmm. type of state. We understand that. Of course. You know, we are, we are people that believe in law and order and, and tough on crime. But as we've said year after year after years, we have to learn to be smart on crime. Mm-hmm. You, just because a person is incarcerated doesn't mean you can beat them, mm-hmm. that you can starve them, that you can ignore their health, mental health. Now, the federal government, I mean, came in two years ago and said that the prisons were in terrible shape and that we needed to get the overcrowding down, we need to, to work on the mental health mm-hmm. issues and all that, and nothing uh, substantial no, has been
1: done. They've not even hired, they're, they're required to hire X amount of COs, they've not done that. And I under, I do believe, I understand, it's hard to hire them because nobody wants to work in these conditions. You're right. basically in prison yourself eight to 10 hours right. a day. Right. But if we don't do something, the federal government is going to come in and take over the prisons, and it will bankrupt the state.
0: Well, and because the federal government has threatened it so many times, it's sort of like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. People just don't believe that they're going to do it. I mean, there are lawmakers who will tell you flat out they're never going to do this. But we get report after report, and I think we have to finally say to ourselves... This comes down to leadership.
1: It does. It, it absolutely is, does.
0: It, you know, if there are rotten uh, 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 correctional officers, mm-hmm. it's because somebody. Ahead of them is letting this go, and somebody ahead of them is letting this go.
1: Well, also found in this report was not only the violence, but also the cover-ups in the reporting, and the yeah. the, uh, the one correctional officer in the infirmary threatened the nurses. Yeah, and so uh, it, it, it's also a huge cover-up going here, and that that comes down to leadership, where it's the leadership at the warden level or at the, at the top of the ADOC. Yeah,
0: the, the... <coughs> excuse me choked on my own breath.
1: It's <laughs>
0: weird. Uh, but really, we as a state and a nation cannot treat people like subhumans once they enter the system. They are in our custodial care. We have a responsibility to take care of them.
1: Mm-hmm. We do. I,
0: I think you and I have proven through our reporting over the years that we are very law enforcement friendly. Yes. We, uh, we believe in the job that they have to do. But we also believe in basic fairness, and that police officers and those in law enforcement should not be able to go above the law or beyond the law as they see fit. We all have to play or should play by the rules. And this is what brings me back to Huntsville Police Chief Mark McMurray Mm -hmm. uh, said after the June First and third, second. Right. Is it third?
1: I think it's second and third. Or okay. third,
0: and third. First other. and third, first and second, whatever it was. The June protest, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter protest, there was a group that stayed around later. They protested. Uh, McMurray uh, allowed his officers to pepper spray them, to tear gas them, to shoot them with some type of uh, rubber bullet or pellets. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and the bean bags. And the beanbags, bags, right? And so, when he was trying to justify these acts, he said that it was Antifa,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the anti-fascist group, or uh, outside agitators. Right. And one of the things he did to prove that it was Antifa, Susan, was he showed a picture of Benjamin Shapiro, right, a man who lives in Huntsville, and said that he was a Antifa sympathizer.
1: He did. Ben Shapiro was not even at the protest. He wasn't even a proponent of the protest. This just happened to be something, again, that they grabbed off social media to try to prove their point.
0: There had been some uh, vandalism at uh, synagogues Mm -hmm. in Huntsville, in the area, and Ben Shapiro, Benjamin Shapiro, uh, went on Facebook or the internet to try to find a picture that was used by Nazi resistance. Right. Uh, and he found this em- emblem. Right. <clears throat> he posted it on his Facebook, not knowing that Antifa had co-opted that that thing. Now, that that symbol. Now, uh, Mr. Shapiro has spoken out. He is now, as he says, the reluctant face of someone calling on police reform, mm-hmm. uh, he's not calling to defund the police, he's calling on the police to stay within the parameters uh, that they should, no city like Huntsville should be gassing their citizens.
1: Absolutely not, that was ridiculous. Yeah.
0: and still nobody's paid a price. No. All right, you're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Dr. Scott Harris is our guest.
2: What's up, Alabama? It's Bo Jackson. Uh. Do I really need to say it?
0: What are you doing
1: today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
0: Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is Dr. Scott Harris, public health officer for Alabama. Dr. Harris, welcome. Thank you very much, good to be with you. Uh, The month of July has been surprising in a lot of ways because we've seen cases increase instead of decrease. I mean, all told, July thus far has been the worst month for the spread of COVID-19. We've had more infections. We've had the daily numbers have peaked over anything we saw previously. And, you know, it just seems like we've talked before, we're going in the wrong direction. But given your position as a state health officer, you have a broad view of all this. Why do you think the numbers are climbing rather than getting better?
2: I, I think it's hard to, to put your finger on one single reason. Um, but if you were going to pick one reason, it ultimately just comes down to people's behavior. I, I mean, that's, we, we don't have a lot of tools in the toolkit to stop the spread of this disease. Uh, but the ones we have involve uh, people staying six feet apart, uh, people wearing face coverings, people staying home when they're sick you know, they're all things that we're counting on the public to do. They're they're not really interventions that, um, that, you know, the state's able to force on people for the most part. (laughs) And so, uh, we, uh, we see people that are still having gatherings, you know, um, we see people who are still getting together in groups. Uh, we see people who are going out and doing, you know, things that, that put themselves at risk. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, we also have situations where people, um, Feel like they need to work, or they really do have to work, even though they might be sick, or even though you know they're they're not sure if they could be infected or not. Maybe they don't have access to getting a test as easily as they would like. So there, there's a combination of things that that some are in, within people's control, some some
0: maybe not so much. But it just comes down to human behavior. And I don't know how you you change that. I mean, uh, we've we've had so many mixed messages. Uh, dealing with this. I mean, the uh, Republican Party has now basically canceled their convention. They will do a, a virtual type convention, and which which makes sense given you just can't have these large gatherings. I mean, we talked to someone the other day who a group of their friends had gone on a vacation together, a getaway together, and out of some uh, 10 people that went, seven of them came back positive for COVID-19. Wow. Uh, given the, the severity of what we're seeing and the growth of the disease spreading, is there any possibility that you and Governor Ivey might uh, issue a new order that closes down bars, large gatherings, and in-house dining at restaurants? I mean, some states are having to do this.
2: Yeah, um I, I obviously I, I can't can't speak for, for what she wants to do, but we certainly try to give her the best information we can about what we think works and doesn't work. Um I, I think you you're probably aware that last week we had a visit from uh Dr. Debbie Burks, who's the, the right. chairperson of the President's Coronavirus Task Force. Um, you know, really the message that she brought us was uh, that face coverings are really important, and, and you know, to Governor Ivey's credit, she had already put that that mandate in place. Uh, but also, she talked a lot about bars and, and about gatherings as well. And so, I, I think there is evidence uh, now from Arizona, for example, that um, taking steps such as just limiting uh, the amount of time people spend in bars uh, can have a have a real effect. Um, it, you know, it's not that we're trying to pick on bars, you know, it's just that that's a situation where it's impossible to wear a mask. It's really hard sure. to to be distant from people because that's not why you go to a bar in the first place. You know, you're right. eating and drinking, you know, obviously, and, and many times you're in an environment where you, you may have to talk loud, you know, if you're having to talk over music. It's just kind of a perfect storm. And, and on top of that, um, People stay there for a long time. You know, they stay inside, indoors for a long time in many cases. So everything you can um, come up with that would make it easy to transmit the virus, you can kind of find in a bar situation. So I I would say nobody's uh, nobody's excited about the prospect of trying to shut down businesses. Alabama has been through that like the rest of the country. Uh, But at the same time, you know, we would like to find
0: a way to encourage
2: people to have safe behavior so that we don't keep seeing these numbers go up.
0: Well, we talk about uh, that the cost to shutting down the economy. But when you look at uh, hospitals having, you know, over the state having hundreds of people in those hospitals sometimes for weeks, I mean, there's a real cost to that too. I mean, I don't know how much it costs to treat one COVID-19 patient for a month or two months, but it has to be really high. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. That, that's, a, that's a great point. And,
2: and I, I know that the people whose, you know, direct livelihood was affected, obviously, we certainly understand their perspective. They want to make sure. a living, we, we get that. But you, you, you're you making a great point. There, You also have economic problems when you have a lot of people who are sick and can't work, Yeah. when you have a lot of people consuming your hospital resources. Um, you know, o- over the past week, just about every day, we've set new highs for the number of people hospitalized in the state. And right. Uh, I know that was true as recently as yesterday. I haven't seen today's numbers yet, but, but you're exactly right. And, and we need to find a way to balance that so that, that people can, you know, can still have the ability to, to pay their own bills. You know, we, we understand that that's really important, but at the same time, um, we need more recognition of the fact that, that more disease is
0: bad for everyone. It's bad for every aspect of Alabama. Right. And and as we've seen, as uh, we've gone out and on limited occasions, there are places where you go and everybody's following the rules. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And then you go other places and it's like uh, nobody's doing <coughs> any of the things that we're told that will keep you safe. Right, Susan? Right. I mean, it's, just, it's either all masks or no
1: masks. Yeah, it
0: seems like that. And we've got about 30 seconds here. If there's one thing you feel you need to tell our viewers, uh, what would it be? Um, Please do the right thing.
2: Follow these rules we put out there because of the way it affects the people around you. You know, staying home if you're sick, wearing a face covering yourself, um, washing your hands, staying six feet away from people. It's how you protect other people. You know, we we hear these people who worry about their liberties and what we're ordering them to do. We're not trying to order you to do anything. We were asking you to please take care of the people around you, which is probably gonna be mostly the people you care about.
0: Right, and if people don't like masks, they'll hate ventilators, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. Um, Public health shouldn't be partisan. I don't know how we got to this point. (laughs) I don't either. But Dr. Harris, thank you for all the hard work you and your team are doing. We hear great things out of Montgomery. And do come back soon and stay safe. Thank you you for having me. Look forward to seeing you again. All right. Good to see you. Our special guest today has been Dr. Scott Harris, public health officer for Alabama. You're watching The V. We'll be right back. The Port of Mobile is a crucial commerce center for the entire state of Alabama.
2: Activities with our shippers generated over $490 million in tax revenue for the state. We've generated 135,000 jobs by having a competitive seaport within cost-effective reach.
0: Thanks to the state's leadership, Alabama's only seaport is being modernized to ensure that we are continually competing on a global scale. For more information, contact the Alabama State Port Authority at ASDD.com.
2: A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill, because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long term. Now time is on your side.
1: Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, playing the game.
2: Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half on collision. Cool, man.
1: drive safe alabama a message from your alabama department of transportation
0: welcome back to the v the voice of alabama politics susan the state board of education Mm -hmm. has put out sort of these guidelines for school reopenings i mean you heard dr harris Say that the cases are mounting, people mm-hmm. are getting sick, uh, more people are dying, but we have a school opening plan that basically is going to throw 170 million dollars at it and not actually have a plan.
1: There is no plan. No,
0: not there is really. no plan.
1: I've been through all the data. I've been through all the proposed plans. I've been through all of it. What they have released to the schools is basically. You're on your own. Yeah, you're on your, on own. your own. You're on Here, your own. Here you go, we want you to tell us what you're gonna, we're gonna give you money, you're gonna tell right. us what you're gonna do with the money. Other than that, you're on your own.
0: Yeah, this has been a problem with this pandemic from the beginning. From the beginning, the federal government said states mm-hmm. are on their own. Mm-hmm. And this takes a, a concerted effort of a group of individuals who have a plan and you can give me the one size that doesn't fit all. Well, in this case, the disease fits all. More it children, does. more young people are getting this disease and
1: carrying it home to their parents right. and grandparents right. and aunts and uncles. Right. And you know, and, and I have to say, there are at least eight uh, schools in Alabama at this point that are saying, "Okay, we're going to keep the students home for right. the first nine right. weeks." That's the first plan I've heard so far. Right. Uh, but it's, been, it's being done at the local level. Right. It's not coming from any kind right. of leadership right. at the board of education. Right.
0: Well, it, it, it's like they've just abdicated their responsibility Yeah, for the most a- absolutely part. did. And, and the reason is, I think, is because they they're elected and they don't want to make anybody mad.
1: Uh, they don't mind let, letting people die, I suppose.
0: But, evidently not. I mean, that's terrible, right? But uh, Montgomery uh, County Public Schools, uh, Birmingham City Schools, mm-hmm. Tuscaloosa Schools, uh, Mobile. Madison County, Madison City, Huntsville City, Anniston, and a few others. They are waiting nine weeks just to see where they're at. Right, Uh,
1: they're gonna do virtual. Right, virtual. They're they're gonna wait to see.
0: But what we're not waiting to see is whether we're gonna play high school football. Uh, The Alabama High School Athletic Association Mm -hmm. has set out guidelines uh, for restarting football. Football will start sometime in August, it will. and it will. Uh, we're we're gonna have people staying at home away from school because they might get it, but they can go out on the gridiron and play football. They watch can football. get all
1: tangled up and spit on each other and breathe on each other without a face mask, and tumble and you know run to the little inner you know the end zone and all of that. That's not spreading germs. There's no possibility of that there.
0: Well, what about the- There's people? a golden
1: dome off of football in Alabama.
0: Well, there should be. Of course, there should be. But it just seems irresponsible to me. You think? Well, yeah. I, I do think because it, 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 you know, these are young, healthy individuals, of course, but it we are learning that one, they can take it home. They can be asymptomatic and take it home. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is that You're going to have people in the stands. You're going to have people socializing. I mean, one of the reasons I believe that we've seen spike in cases is because people went out. On July Fourth and acted like fools.
1: The same thing happened with the last holiday. And then let's not forget. Here's another point that I want to get in here. We're not talking about you know scrimmaging against each other in the same community. We're talking about bringing teams in from other parts, right. other hot spots, yeah, right. well, along with their fans and mixing COVID yeah. all together from all different parts of the state.
0: Well, Susan, they they are not going to shake hands before the game or after. <laughs> one, yes, yeah. that
1: that ought to they're, do it right they're, there. They're
0: going to social distance on the sidelines. On the sidelines.
1: Yeah, how do you do and, that when you're in the lineup on an event? When nobody, somebody got the little ball there and nobody spit on the ball or texted well, it or that, breathed on it or. You not
0: really got kind of a thing about spitting on the ball. Do you think they do a lot of spitting on the have ball? Have you
1: ever seen a football game?
0: I have, but I didn't notice They usually spit on, the on
1: each other, anyway. No, well, they do
0: that. Anyway, it's just kind of.
1: Meh.
0: It's just... uh, Insane. Yeah, that's another
1: Irresponsible, insane, outrageous. And and, and only... I love football. I do love football, but I think this is just so irresponsible. Yeah,
0: it seems like it. But we have a plan to play football. We do not have a plan to open schools.
1: No, we don't.
0: One of the things that happened this week, you know, there's been a lot of uh, lawsuits and various uh, uh, gnashing of teeth and wailing and... Uh, sitting in sackcloth and ashes to get biblical. But people are wanting more access to voting. You know, mm-hmm. they want curbside voting. They want uh, mail and ballot votings. Now, what Alabama has done is done through a wink and a nod. It says, if you want to vote absentee, you can just check on there that you're infirm or in bad health right. and you can't go. Now, that that's kind of cheating because, you know, well, yeah, <clears throat> I don't want to go to the polls, but um, neither one no. of us are yet infirm, no. unless you would consider our mental state at times. <laughs> uh, but the thing is uh, that they've sued over our voter ID, because mm-hmm. one of the things is you have to produce a state voter ID, and the 11th Circuit uh, surprisingly found that our voter ID law is constitutional. I, I say that facetiously. I mean, of course, they're going to find that. It says it does not violate the 14th or 15th Amendment, and it doesn't violate people's civil rights. Now, the thing is, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, the easiest thing that any citizen of the United States should ever do is vote, because we have a form of government that is based on the fact that we decide. Right. We decide who is going to represent us in the government. when you make it tougher for people to vote, fewer people are making the decision to who is going to lead. There is no substantial evidence of voter fraud.
1: Two with voter ID in the history of Alabama.
0: Yeah, it's it really that we know of. That we know of. I mean, it is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we, we we're trying to make voting harder when we should be trying to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Now. John Merrill, Secretary of State John Merrill, takes a lot of grief on this. He does. But he is upholding the laws that the legislature put in place. Right. That's his job.
1: Exactly.
0: I think the people that complain about John Merrill should probably look to Kansas and see what uh, Chris Kobosh did, uh, if that's how you pronounce his name. But this guy was like a Nazi. Uh, Well, maybe not Nazi, because we don't like to compare people to Nazis. Maybe he was a fascist. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Uh, We're going to have to hold it right there. Yep. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.